The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, here on Unity Online Radio. The number to call if you have a dream or a question or an insight or an aha or you just want to say hi is 816-251-3555. Again, the number is 816-251-3555. So today's show, this is my second show. I'm very excited. And it's this is an inspiring woman show. And of course, this is for men as well, because men need and love inspiring women. But the second half of the show, I'm going to be talking to Lindy Andrews, and we're going to talk about dream medicine from a shamanic perspective. And she's going to talk about how to heal via your dreams and some of the wild experiences she's had with medicine women from around the world. And she's going to share about her new sacred vision oracle cards. But first, in this first hour, this first half hour, we're going to talk to you. If you have a dream, if you've got a dream question, um, this is this is your time. So, um, But I also, while I'm waiting for you to call in, I want to dedicate today's show to the memory and legacy of Claire Wineland. Some of you, if you've been living under a rock, you might not know who she is. Um, she's a young girl, 21 years old. She just passed away a few days ago. Um, she had lung replacement surgery and died of a massive stroke um, on Monday. And she was, and I'm going to say still is, one of the most inspiring, if not the most inspiring person I've ever met in my life. And um, she came to me years ago when she was 14 to share a series of dreams she was having, and I can't wait to share them with you. But before I go there, I want to first just invite you to turn within for me. Just let's get centered because there is so much going on in this world and in this life and in this dream we called life. I think we need to get still for a moment. So please... If you can, close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Keep your eyes open. But open your inner eyes. Take a big, deep breath with me. And just for a moment in time, let everything go. Imagine 
that this breath gives you the opportunity to let go of any attachments that you've been holding on to, anything that would constrict or restrain your light or your full presence, anything weighing on you from the past or anything that you think is challenging you about your future, just drop it like it's hot. Let it go and just breathe in the beauty and the bounty and the fullness of this one-of-a-kind moment that will never happen again. So be here now in this moment, in this dream, because in this moment, all your needs are met, all is well, all is amazing, beyond miraculous. If we were really, truly 100% present in this dream moment, we would be, we would just, we'd probably burst into flames. We'd be so inspired and so turned on by how magnificent this world is and this life is in spite of what's going on on the news, in spite of health challenges or whatever bank account challenges or whatever challenges you have. Life is so good and so sweet and so worth living. And that's the theme of the show today. So with that, I invite you to, if you'd like, you can keep your eyes closed or open however you'd like. I'm opening mine because my friend Kosar is sitting next to me (laughs) and she's joining me today. And she is just the most gorgeous eye candy you have ever seen. (laughs) If you've ever seen the book uh, cover for Apollo Coelho's um, The Witch of Portobello, this is what she looks like right now. She is a goddess, bright red, flaming hair and this bright blue cobalt dress and makes me think of my friend Trisha Newell if you're listening bright blue cobalt is a theme and is a code for us about living your soul oh, wow. so you didn't even know we were just talking about that last night and you come in walking in wearing a cobalt blue dress oh my god so hello Kosar hi <laughs> Kosar is a new friend of mine who is very dreamy and she's one of the most amazing maybe the most amazing dancer I've ever met. And we're going to be doing some awesome creative projects together. So I've invited Kosar actually to be my Vanna White for the moment and pull us a dream oracle card. So would you please shuffle and pull us the dream oracle deck? And while she's doing that, how I met Kosar is through our mutual friend named Rasuli. And he's more than a friend. He's a teacher. He's a mentor. He's a living legend. And, um, oh, there we go. It popped out of the deck. So <laughs> Rasuli did the artwork. So here you go. For those who you, who can see us on Instagram and on Facebook Live, we're, we're multitasking. <laughs> we're doing this live on Facebook and Instagram Live. And she pulled the cat card. This is interesting. Okay, it says, take care of yourself. Trust that if you do, you will always land on your feet. And this is very interesting because I'm going to be talking about Claire Wineland. I am talking about Claire Wineland. And I just said the other day, she has landed on her feet so many times. This girl has had more than nine lives Mm. because she was supposed to not live past her 10th birthday. And she just kept, she kept doing it. She kept outliving all the predictions she's, and she was one who knew how to take care of herself and and how to spread and share her light. Um, so I'm going to invite my friend Nancy on because I know Nancy loves Claire. And hey, Nancy T, how are you doing? Are you there with us? I'm 
I am here and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for mm. having me. Yeah. So for those Where? of you who are just hearing Nancy's voice for the first time, she and I co-host a show on Tuesdays on Facebook Live called Dreams Unzipped with Dr. Dream and Nancy T. And Nancy always finds the coolest dreams and she's always got the coolest stuff going on and she's hilarious. So I just love her. She makes my life so dreamy. So hi, Nancy. Hi, Kel. <laughs> Did you have a chance to check out any of the stuff about Claire Wineland? I sure did, and so much of it resonated with me. I, I was, I mean, she opens her talk saying that it's not about joy, um, and a lot of it's about guilt. So being Catholic, this really resonated <laughs> because she 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 had heartbreak and felt like a lot of her disease was her fault. So, um, what what an amazing speaker and an amazing human, and to have been able to share her experience with audiences and inspire people on the side without even intending to. It's it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. What what a beautiful, beautiful soul. Right. And what's interesting about her so Claire's done, I think she's done at least three, if not four, TED talks and yeah. and and a bunch of other inspirational talks. And mostly I think this TED talk was different than the other ones because all the other ones she bounces up on the stage with her oxygen tank and she's she's talking about life is great and she's so funny and silly and goofy and she's like, Oh yeah, and I'm about to die. But it's okay because we're all about to die. You just don't know it. And I just happen to know it because the doctors remind me all the time. But, you know, we all have just this moment anyway. So what's the big deal? What's the drama? Everyone's so worried when they see a sick person. She's like, you know what? You're sicker than I am because at least I know how to live. And most people don't know how. I mean, she's she's funny. But wow. in this last TED Talk, she got really real about how and and she had shared this with me kind of behind closed doors before about feeling guilty, feeling like um, every time she really had a bout of sickness that it was her fault. And and I was glad that she shared that publicly because it's good to like get it all off her chest. But then she shared one of the coolest stories. Did you hear what she shared at the very end about wine, her name being Wineland? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Sweet. So she, this is – oh, so check this out. Um, I'll probably not get it exactly right, but she talks about how Dionysus, the Greek god of wine and song, he once upon a time, like when he first kind of came on the scene, he figured out how to create wine out of fermented grapes and fermented fruit. And he gave it to the humans and the humans for the first time got drunk and they thought it was an illness. They thought it was something wrong. They they would pray to the gods. Oh, my God, I'll do anything to get over this feeling I, of feeling out of control, feeling not well. And eventually they learned that the feeling went away pretty quick. And then they learned that they kind of liked that feeling. And then they eventually called it being drunk. And then people got really attached to it. And wine became one of the greatest gifts that you could give to humans because it gave them the sense of being like the gods, being able to see in a, in a more creative way. But what most people don't realize is that wine is the result of fermentation putrefication that which has rotted and that which looks really bad but it gets you drunk so she said what if one of these days people will look at 
illness and dying in the same way we used to look at wine as something that maybe isn't so bad. Maybe it's not something that we want to wish away. Maybe it's something that actually gets us closer to the gods. So, and her name being Wineland and Claire about clarity. So I just thought, oh, that was amazing. So I want to share really quickly um, this bridge angel dream. Nancy, have I shared that with you before? I don't think so. I'd love to hear it. Oh my goodness. Okay, buckle up your seatbelt. All right, so okay. here, this is the dream that Claire shared with me when she was 14. So that was, what, seven years ago. She was having a series of dreams that she went out, like it was like a Jack and the Beanstalk kind of a thing. Her and her best friend, Alicia, snuck out in the backyard and followed this like tendril vine that took them. They climbed it and climbed it and climbed it. And they went up to this high, beautiful place. Kosar, you're going to have to dance this dream. You will do an amazing interpretive dance to this. Holy Lord. Anyway, so she ends up going higher and higher until she gets into this place. And she doesn't call it heaven because she's not she doesn't think in a traditional Christian way, but she gets into this place where she feels like she is in, she called it the galaxy. It was like expansive, beautiful. And she said that all of a sudden she could drop her oxygen tank she, for the first time ever. She didn't need it. And she was able to do cartwheels and she did a ton of cartwheels and everything that she thought of that she wanted or needed would appear. So she went shopping. She said there was an awesome mall. There were the cutest guys, like everything was amazing. <laughs> and her and her friend Alicia were just dancing around, having a party. And then they started realizing that any question that they had about anything, they would get the answers to immediately. So Claire said, okay, whoever you are that's answering all these, why is that guy not calling Alicia back? Because Alicia was in love with this guy who wasn't calling her back. <laughs> so immediately she got the answer that this guy wasn't right for her and that she was going to end up with somebody way better. So immediately she was got over that guy. And every question that they asked about life and everything – all of a sudden they had the answers to. So Claire, and this dream was a recurring series of dreams. Finally, Claire said, I want to ask why I'm sick. So there was this long pause after she asked that question. And then the answer that she got was, this might seem strange, but it's your reward for having lived so many great lives and having done so much great work for people. You're going to get to have the gift of a short life. You're not going to have to grow old like everyone else. And your life is going to be full of purpose and you're not going to miss one single day. It's a gift. So she realized in that dream that it wasn't a curse, that she, it was a gift. And so then she can't, so this dream is long. I'm, this is like part one of the dream. She realizes that they've been gone a long time and that her family is going to miss her because they feel like they've been gone for like a month. They come back and realize that they'd only been gone for like 30 seconds and their, her mom didn't even miss her, didn't even know she was gone. But the next day in her dream, her and Alicia get a note in the mail that's from, let's just say it's from God, but she doesn't say it's ever from God. And he says, congratulations, you are a bridge angel. And she's like, awesome, we're bridge angels. What does that mean? <laughs> and then she gets <laughs> <All right>. the, <laughs> like, yay, I'll do it. Okay, but what does that mean? So she gets the download that she, well, actually she does, she's, she's shown that there's somebody, there was this old lady that's about to pass away 
<clears throat> and all her family's gathered around her hospital bed. And the lady starts to leave her body, but the lady's scared and doesn't want to leave. Claire immediately, Claire and Alicia get the message that they're supposed to guide her across the bridge to get to this beautiful wow. galaxy, this beautiful place. But the old lady's like, no, 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 I want to be with my family. I don't want to leave. They're going to miss me. They'll be sad. But their job is to be so convincing about how awesome it is on the other side because they know how awesome it really is. So they entice her away. They give her a hug and they guide her away. And then she crosses the bridge and then she smiles and waves and says, see ya family. <laughs> this is way better than being with you. <laughs> so they do that. She her and Alicia do that with hundreds of people, drug addicts, little kids, old people, all from all over the world. They're there at the moment that they die and their job is to be convincing. But she said there was one guy that they couldn't convince that was so attached to being there that he didn't listen to anything they said. And he, they ended up getting in trouble because he got lost and they couldn't find him. So she realized, oh, my God, this is such an important job. We cannot let anybody loose. So from that moment on, they never got rid of they never let anybody get past them. They would just be like, no, you've got to see it. So amazing. Come with us. I promise you, you're not going to miss what's back there. <laughs> so that that's her series of dreams. Is that the coolest thing? It is. Oh, my gosh. That's a yeah. dream that you would hope to have. That's what you'd hope to have. And I think it's not exactly a dream. I'm going to say. No, no. Sounds so real. I'm going to say it's real. I mean, and I, yeah. and I told Claire, um, can I sign up and have you be my bridge angel? And she said, yes. So. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> just so, so when it's my time, I'm like, you better be there. But oh, what's wow, cool about it is that up. she's, she's artistic. <laughs> so she's been able to draw pictures and images of what she saw. So her little sister, Ellie, who's now 14, the same age Claire was when she had this dream, she was able to show Ellie what it looks like on the other side so that they could they could be Ellie would would always say, tell me the bedtime story about the about the bridge angel dream and about the galaxy. And so they have an idea of where she's at. That amazing. Oh, Claire Winland, I love you. What were you going to say, Nancy? I just think that's so beautiful. And it's and it's it takes her life, which could have been filled with fear of death, but instead makes it something that she's not afraid of. She looks forward to, she embraces. It's very Byron Katie, you know? It's very Byron it's Katie, and it's very our yeah. time. Hello, shout out to Thornton Wilder, because we know you're listening to this show right now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Nancy, Nancy yeah. and I have in common, um, one of our favorite um, plays is Our Town. And Nancy, what's some of the, so there's the character, Emily, who dies and gets a moment to come back to earth. And, and she's so disappointed that the people on earth aren't <clears throat> more present, more, more like seizing the moment like she is. And so it's time for her to leave. And what are some of the things that she says as she's about to leave <laughs> Grover's Corner? Yeah, you're you're going to, you want me to know the whole monologue and I don't, but I can tell you parts of it. And it is <laughs> just part of it. <laughs> it's just, it's goodbye to Grover's corners. Goodbye to clock ticking and to my butternut tree. Oh world. You know, no one ever sees you for what you are. It's something like that. It's all about how it's, you're so beautiful. And do we ever really know about it when we're living it? 
And, right. and Claire was that. She did. She did that every moment of her life. And what a blessing to have known her and experienced her. Yes. So let's not take a second for granted. And speaking of that, I'm going to open the lineup. Let's see. We've got a call from Debbie. Debbie, I think this is Debbie Specter Weissman. Is that you? Hello, Kelly. It is. Hey, Hello, Debbie. Hi. So do you got a dream? Do you have a, what's going on with you, Debbie Specter Weissman? Were you hearing what we were talking okay. about regarding Claire? Oh yeah. First of all, I, I want to uh, just, you know, honor you by saying it was so lovely of you to you know, devote this show to Claire. Uh, I first became aware of her through you and mm. but she was such an incredible inspiration. I mean, talk about living your dream life, you know, to live yeah. your dream life when you're, have such, you know, horrible circumstances and, you know, an illness to deal with like that. It was, it was just so inspiring, you know, to see how she lived life with such passion and gusto. Yeah. And by the way, thank you for, thank you for mentioning her. I'm, if people want to do something, you know, like people like to put, you know, send flowers and that kind of thing. I mean, I know her family is really, incubating right now and needing time to to process all of this but claresplacefoundation.org is a great place to make donations they they support families like most people that make donations for cystic fibrosis it goes to the cure which is great but a lot of the families who are suffering around the illness of their loved one they're usually the child because people don't live into adulthood generally if they have cystic fibrosis they don't they need they need funds and they need support for how to live with the disease so that you can actually have a life of dignity and um, one that you can be proud of, like Claire's. So go to claresplacefoundation.org and make a donation and check it out. And all the updated information about Claire and what they're doing with Claire and um, what the family is up to and kind of some of the stories. See, she was on the cover, on the front page of CNN, front like one of the first stories on CNN and Yahoo News. I mean, this girl really affected the whole world. And she's got an amazing YouTube channel as well. But... What else you got cooking, Debbie? Okay, well, um, by comparison, you know, much different uh, take. But I was wondering uh, your take on recurring dreams with the same person. Recurring dreams about a what? The same person over and over again. Oh, oh, that's great. Well, any recurring dream from my perspective is the cosmic highlighter pen drawing a big circle around the person or the theme or whatever it is saying, pay attention. This is important. Drill here. Pay more attention. Um, so it might be a recurring person. We all have a cast of characters and a cast of locations that are part of our playlist in our dreams. So it's it's not uncommon to have recurring people that show up in our dreams. Um, we all have them. So part of it could be that they're part of the landscape, part of your cast of characters that are just always going to be there. But another perspective is that there may be some message that your dreams are trying to send you. And this person may be a symbol. Um, like I know when I dream about my grandma Bishop, the first words that come to mind are quiet strength. So I feel like that's the message that she's giving me, even if she just shows up, even if she's not talking or doing something. So ask yourself, 
in in three words or a word or two. What what does this person symbolize to you? And then I would just do a deeper dive in a meditation and ask, is there a deeper reason why they're showing up? And and what might they be trying to show you? Anything that recurs, you could look at it from the perspective of it's like the FedEx man trying to send you a message, um, a package, but you haven't received it yet. So there's that perspective as well. Can you give us an adjective or two that describes this person? You don't have to say who they are unless you want it, to. It wasn't actually my recurring dream. It was... Uh, somebody else who was having ah. a girlfriend. Okay, great. And, well, I asked and, them, you know, what the what the adjective is to describe the person, or several adjectives, and then see if, um, you know, if there is any unfinished business in real life with that person, then that might be it as well. You know, the dreams trying to say, drill here, you're not done. There's more to do here. So I think it could be several things, but we've got one more caller before we go to the break. So Debbie, thank you so much. She's the dream coach, dreamcoach.net. Check out Debbie and she's got her cruise coming up. Oh my God. Have an amazing time on your dream cruise, Debbie. People can find out about that at the dreamcoach.net, right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Talk to you when you come back from your cruise. Bye. And We've got Tam on the line, and let's see. We've got just a couple minutes before we go to our break, but Tam, do you have a dream? Hi. Hi. (laughs) What a beautiful um, show. I've just been completely taken up by it. I Suddenly you cut me off guard that you're saying hello. I've just been listening to the whole thing. You can can listen if you want to, unless you wanted to share something. We have about a minute before we go to the break. Oh, so my dream is probably longer than a minute, but uh, so, um, gosh. Well, do you have a question uh, about it? And then maybe we can have you on next okay. week and we'll have you on closer to the top of the hour and get oh, all the juicy details. Um, you know, I think um, the dream is just my favorite. It's so powerful. And my mm. question would be... Um, when I woke up from the dream, it, it was as though a year had passed. I was shocked that I was in my bed and that I had lived through this thing that uh, it was actually a war zone that I was in. And it, several wow. amazing things happened, uh, including meeting, you know, my angel and God. And oh, my getting God. Information about my okay, life well, we will have to things. talk about this in the full detail on next week's show. But when we come Great. back from this break, we're going to dive into the sacred dream medicine with Lynn V. Andrews. I'm so excited about her. She's a New York Times bestselling author of the Medicine Woman series. She's got her sacred vision oracle cards. I'm so excited. So don't go away. We'll be right back here on Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, 
we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody. Nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force, which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 816-969-2000. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream, and I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, and without further ado, the birds are going completely wild, so let me just bring out my fabulous guest. Lynn Andrews is the New York Times and internationally best-selling author of the Medicine Woman series, which chronicles her three decades of study and work with shaman healers on four continents. Today, Lynn's best-selling, she's the best-selling author of 20 books, and she's recognized worldwide as a leader in the fields of spiritual healing and personal empowerment. 
a shaman, healer, and mystic, Ms. Andrews is widely acknowledged as a major link between the ancient world of shamanism and modern society's thirst for profound personal healing and a deeper understanding of the pathway to enlightenment. So welcome, Lynn Andrews. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly, for having me on. You have a magnificent show, and I'm so excited to talk to you about uh, the Sacred Vision uh, Oracle Cards. It'll be great fun. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to dive into those. You know, um, in the earlier <clears throat> the earlier part of the show, I was talking about a dear friend and um, a person that I know named Claire Wineland who passed away recently. And she's beloved. She's kind of, there's a lot of the world that knows her. They're grieving today. And I, and her message was always, she wanted to live like the shamans say about living like death is right over your shoulder. And she really did live that way fully. And so what, what's your perspective when, when somebody you love passes away as somebody who's so entrenched in the world of shamanism, what are some of the thoughts that you have about about death and dying? Let's just go there. I know you're supposed to be talking about dreams, but there's a there's a fine line between dreams and and the other side. It's just so interesting you're mentioning that because I'm losing a very dear dear fabulous friend. Uh, she oh. is in transition uh, today, actually. Oh wow! And, uh, so I am in the middle of. Oh, just such a, a deep sadness because, you know, when you lose someone, they're going on to uh, some another uh, spectacular experience um, for their spirit shield. You know, they're going on to the other side and we're here missing them horribly. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, death is <clears throat> a time when actually you you learn so very very much more about yourself yeah you know uh the death uh card is one of the great cards you can receive let's pull and that card let's look for the death card is that one of the cards in here yeah these cards uh, are amazing we're we're doing a simultaneous um Instagram Live and Facebook Live. So I'm going to have Kosar look for the card and, and show it to everybody. So well, talk about that card. card. I don't know if I... Uh, I have two decks of cards. The first one the is... Legacy would be deck. one, for sure. And the power deck... Release. Uh, ...is the one that talks about death. Ah, more. that's right. Your power deck. I love yes. that one. And we're reintroducing that uh, power deck, by the way. Um, uh, Simon and & Schuster and Beyond Words uh, bought my deck. And so they're uh, republishing it in a larger form. So the picture, the painting on the cards is more prominent. But when you speak about death, you speak about grief, and grief deepens you, and it allows you to explore uh, the perimeters of your soul, 
And Greece is the only gateway to certain levels of consciousness. And it is obviously a very hard taskmaster. Um, through Greece, you can explore every aspect of your dark side. Anger and pain and abandonment, terror, loneliness. And these are aspects of the sacred wound that in our daily lives we usually try to ignore. <laughs> Don't you think, Kelly? And um, grief forces you to look at those parts of yourself that are not yet healed. And if you can look at grief as a teaching, you will grow. Uh, the pain of grief is not the only teacher in this life. But if looked at properly, um, with awareness and an open heart, it is one of the greatest teachers of all. So, uh, Kelly, am, are we still on? Oh, okay. So, the seeds of wisdom and enlightenment are planted within the wounds of grief. So what is lost can only come back to us again in higher ways. Mm, that is so powerful. Thank you so much. So you were talking before about um, pulling a card for the show. So why don't we have you do that? Okay, honey. I will do that. And... <laughs> The card I pulled is beauty. Isn't that interesting? It's the, you know, the artist um, that I worked with for the Oracle deck is Robert Taylor. And he is Native American, does the most exquisite paintings. He is um, shown and exhibited in many museums across the world and <clears throat> he as I do um, believes strongly that the most profound voice of vision and wisdom you will ever experience is the voice that comes from within you and speaks to you of what is real and true for you truths that maybe you don't even know you carry until you see or read something that awakens it so you become, in a sense, with the oracle deck, your own oracle, because you have embraced the voice of wisdom that is part of you and connects you with God and all of life, rather than keeping you separate and apart. I mean, for instance, um, <clears throat> people, when we think of oracles, uh, we typically think of traditional oracles from ancient times, a high priest or priestess who goes into a trance to commune with a deity and prophesies the future or reveal to us our divine purpose in life. So in other words, um, someone outside of ourselves who is supposed to give us the vision and wisdom that we seek, and an oracle deck like a sacred vision uh, Oracle Cards, my new deck, is designed for you to find your own oracle. Do you see, Kelly? Mm, yeah. Yes. 
And I just have to be transparent here for a second. <laughs> the moment we started talking about um, people on the other side and and all of that, the the my line got kicked off. So I've been back and forth and <laughs> trying to get on. So I think we're having. It's one of those moments where the lines between worlds are blurry. But I'm I'm hearing you, and I think it's it's powerful to be able to keep on going. Thank you so much. And I and I feel like your friend um, who's who's hanging out on the bridge between worlds is is you know her light must be so intense because I think we kind of brought her in as well as Claire Wineland. So um, it's it's hard to hang on when you're a human here hanging out with this high voltage energy but this this oracle deck i think is a tool to help us do that <laughs> it is it is honey <clears throat> thank you and i'm sorry i keep clearing my throat i've got <clears throat> something is blooming right outside of my office window and i think i'm allergic to it <clears throat> oh well but any- i'll take you any way we can and i'm such a i'm such a fan of yours and your work and the depths that it comes from. And I, I think, um, you know, what I really, there's, I think I just want to touch back on the relationship between dreams and the other side and the best way that we can live here and now and in this world, but not of it. Um, so what's, what's one of the ways that you're able to do that? I mean, you're in the midst of a situation with your friend as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you yes. how do you keep your balance, and what do you do in that situation? Um, well, I think you remember that the Great Spirit is in all things, and all mm-hmm. things are within the Great Spirit. So we are all part of the Great Oneness of Life, and she is crossing over into another perspective and dimension. Um, and, you know, I pulled the card beauty for our discussion today on the radio. Mm. And I can, I'll read that to you, if, if oh, I may. Yeah, uh, on the face of the card is a magnificent owl who has uh, bells and feathers and shields um, around it. <clears throat> And the beauty of a friendship creates an energy that is seen in a person full of love, expressing your highest nature with another who is equally engaged, rings bells of joy for all to hear. What can you do to heal the turmoil in the world? And my feeling is that you become a true friend. Create your friendship bundle and hang it around your neck like a great bird of prey. Feel yourself softening in a westerly wind, knowing the grace of dreams realized. People are known by the stories that they tell. And our friends that have passed over left stories and your stories are constructs of the people that you have met along your journey. Ultimately, the greatest and most beautiful is the story of meeting and sharing the journey with a kindred spirit 
a true friend. So that's what, Kelly, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> what a gorgeous card. And the writing is so eloquent. It just takes me on such a journey. And, and I feel the, the part of my heart that's been really heavy. Um, it just feels lighter and it feels tended to. And I'm looking it at the other card. Yes. And I feel like the, it's on the release card, um, card 17. It's got this woman with her, like her chest is opening up and there's all these butterflies flying out. And there's, it's like, like a bird. I think it's a parrot is trying to fly out as well. It's really powerful. So I feel like my, what my heart feels like right now hearing you speak. So what, you know, let's go back a little ways. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the, with the genesis of your story, I know you worked in, in, the, in the art world in Beverly Hills once a long time ago. It's a very different world than the one that you've been living in for a while now since you started this kind of sacred medicine woman journey. Um, what would you say is, is part of how you, how you came to this work um, for those who are trying to find their way to their sacred work? How did you find your way? Oh, my goodness. That is a huge, long story. I've written, uh, You've written many books, books about it. on this. <laughs> yes. So many books that everybody should read. It's all part of the Medicine Woman series. But in this now, can you see like a, a through line? I mean, dream synchronicities, following your soul. Like, what would you say? Well, is I have um, some special abilities when I, when I was born. Um, you know, early, early on, I could see um, energy fields around people. And I saw their pain. I would see, you know, where they hurt more. I didn't know exactly what I was seeing, but I could see, oh, if uh, somebody had been abused in some way. I could see the pain inside of them. It would take a color. And I, I just knew, I intuited that it had something to do with something painful that had happened to them. But uh, I used to ride to school on my pony with my Native American girlfriend. And um, one day she came by to, you know, to pick me up and off we went on our ponies. And I looked at her. And I could see that she had been really abused that morning. And everyone knew in the village that her father was a very abusive alcoholic. And I knew instantly what had happened. And so I mentioned it to her. And I said, is there anything I can do to help? Well, her reaction surprised me. She was really upset that I could see into her in some way. It, mm, uh, she yeah. felt that it was um, that I was somehow um, moving into her circle, you know, and mm. it scared her. She didn't want me ever to do that again. And <clears throat> it was a terrible experience for me because I realized that people don't necessarily want you to see them. 
even if it means that you could create a healing for them. So as a result of that, um, I started hiding who I really was and covered up the fact that, you know, I could perceive them. And it was years later that I came out of that and realized that you cannot um, be a person in the world and um, pretend to be somebody that you're not. Do you see? Mm. Wow. So, so say more about that. You can't be a person in this world, but pretend to be somebody that you're not. So you mean to cover up the fact that you have these gifts. At some point, you had yes. to come out of the closet with them. Yeah, she felt that I had um, somehow um, entered into her circle in a way that scared her terribly. She didn't want me to do it and never wanted me to say anything about the fact that I could see lights around her, you know, and I can wow. see lights around people. I've always been able to do that. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes uh, it scares people. So I was a child of divorce, a single child. And I, you know, my friends were so important to me and particularly Beverly, who was my best friend. And that was the, the one, thought the Native that American. I had scared her. What? I'm sorry. Mm. That was the Native American girl that you saw into, and you thought that yes, scared. Yes. Ah, yeah, okay. I mean, we were, you know, about seven years old. <laughs> and I was oh. just uh, horrified that she had been hurt by that and that I might lose her as a friend, and as a result of that, I was so um, so hurt by that, truly, that I I didn't tell anyone. Now, you work with dreams a great deal, and dreaming mm-hmm. is all part of that. You know, I yeah. could at night see the person and dream, mm-hmm. you know, and um, try and understand how they had attracted that experience into their life. Because, as you know very, very well, we're all responsible for the reality that we live. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if we were really wise, we would would see people like you that have these gifts and just say, thank you, tell me everything. But I also, I feel like sometimes I'm, open, but then I know that sometimes I'm not, depending on who the person is. If I don't if I don't trust them to be a skillful surgeon, some people can get in there and create more harm than good. So I think it's it's probably good to be a little bit wary, but you are somebody who, you know, you've got carte blanche with me. (laughs) 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 You prove yourself. You are a skillful surgeon. (laughs) It is amazing to see. Yeah. And Kelly, don't you find that amazing that some people don't really want to know? Oh, yeah. Well, I can, you know, it's so funny because I, as a writer, I was just telling somebody that I really haven't taken many writing courses because I didn't want anybody to say something to me that would stop me 
that would hurt me so bad that I would stop. So I kind of just stayed in my own lane. And I realized it would probably be good to have some writing teachers, some writing coaches to be able to go deeper. But I also know my vulnerability and know that there's a place where if I let somebody in, man, they better have integrity and they better be kind because I have had teachers and wise people in the past that that didn't necessarily come from the highest place. And man, did they almost kill me. So I think there is some, There's. I mean, I'm ambitious to want to learn and grow, but also wary about who to let in. So I think it's, you know, I don't know. How, how are you with that? I mean, you've dealt with all kinds of characters from the really, truly um, enlightened ones to the ones that, that could use their power manipulatively. So how are we to know? Well, it, that, it's such a good question because I hear so much and I'm, <clears throat> Golly, I'm so sorry about this voice Your of throat mine. Is perfect. <laughs> your voice is so, is such music <clears throat> to my ears. I don't care if you clear your throat the whole time. It's beautiful. It's better than the birds singing. Well, uh, you know, people think, and I'm sure Kelly, this happens all the time with you, how can I protect myself, people say. And I think people have to realize that nothing comes to you that you haven't already invited through. Amen, sister. Amen. You know? Mm, And so you're responsible for for what you experience. So, uh, and, and, they can also, a person where they feel there's a negativity, um, can just simply push it aside and walk on by. You don't Mm. have to give it energy because the minute you start giving it energy, it becomes bigger and stronger. And Mm. somewhere there is in you uh, the need for some kind of an obstruction. And if you come out of abuse, as Kelly, you will know Mm -hmm. this, I know, um, if a person comes out of abuse, they um, definitely uh, attract situations that feel like the abuse they had, say, in childhood. Right. Because, you know, it's all they know of love. If you were abused by a parent, Parents are supposed to love you. And if they're abusive, then your unconscious or conscious feeling is that you have to be abused to feel loved. Right. And sometimes you need to to, to pull up the scab on those wounds in order to to heal them properly. So I think there's a right. there's even a beauty to the funky people and situations that we do bring in because they can sometimes wake us up to the fact that there's a sleeping wound under there. But how can we use these dream, these sacred vision oracle cards to heal? What's, what's one way that we could do that? Well, I, um, well, there are a lot of different uh, patterns. You can lay the cards out many different ways that I described in the book that comes with the cards. But Mm -hmm. for me, um, 
is to set them out in a wheel. Uh, well, the best thing to do is just to draw a card every day uh, before you go out into the world. And you, you look at it and go, wow. You know, and you think about something that you wouldn't have thought of had you not drawn that card. And then mm. I, uh, because I work, you know, work as a shaman, um, I like to put cards out on the sacred wheel. So mm. you begin with a south direction, and the card is beauty, say. You go to the mm. sacred dream, and uh, actually I pulled the dream card too. And oh, then that's the card Kosar pulled earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. How perfect for the show today. Yeah, okay, and then so in, in the north is spirit, and I drew worthiness and the kingfisher, this beautiful kingfisher bird. Mm. And then for the east card, I drew freedom. And freedom, it, the freedom that I talk about on this card is freedom from your attachments. Oh my goodness, and the, well, speaking of freedom, I didn't realize it, but we are right at the end of the show today. So I need to say, oh you no. that Lindsay Andrews, thank you so much for joining me here on Unity Online Radio. And join me next week. I'll be interviewing Rasuli, and Kostar will be back again. But Lynn, thank you for being a wonderful guest. I love you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.